Thank you, thank you. Uh, that one was called uh, Pac-Man Euphoria. Uh, just for those who, who don't know, uh, I'm Mr. Matthew Boyle on vocals. Uh, that's Mr. Les Potts on guitar. Rock uh, on, uh, Les that, Potts. That, that's Tom Parry on the drums. Give us a wiggle, Tom. Ooh. And uh, we've got, I don't know, Taxi the Cat on the bass guitar. This old analogy falls apart. Let's play another song. It's called Tom I'm Out Attack. Bloody hell indeed, Tom Parry. How are you doing? You alright? Not ready for that one. It's I'm doing a, good, thank you. It's not a band. This is not the wrong podcast. This is Tom Parry and Matthew Ball talking around a table about video games in a podcast we'd like to call Tom I'm at Attack. Yes. How are you doing? I'm doing alright, thank you. I've um, been enjoying a bit of Crocs World. Crocs World, Crocs yeah. Crocs World uh, on the Switch. For those Fantastic of you game. wondering what Crocs World is, uh, whereas the Spyro Trilogy exists <laughs> and so does the Crash Bandicoot Remastered, um, Croc, if you remember him, Legend of the Gobo Star. Uh, got is it Gobos or Gobos? I always thought it was Gobos. Because Gobo. Gobos just sounds wrong, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. It? Gobos sounds like you're flaming something up. Gobos sounds like it's something you, know, you want to be a part of. They're little fluffy things with eyes. There's a connection here, right? Yeah, so... Right. Crocs World. Yes. Yeah. Crocodile. Is not a remake or a reimagining or a sequel even. You know, occasionally games get sequels and not reboots. Yes. Um, it's actually a, a fun, cheap uh, platform game that's uh, relatively challenging, not particularly original, uh, not particularly innovative, uh, but fun, you know, for those who like platformers. Because I was looking for something to fill that sort of platforming urge <laughs> to on, fill the on void the in Switch. Your soul. And I didn't want to spend a lot of money. And Crocs World is a very affordable game, especially at the moment because it's on sale. Um, I imagine most people will probably go to this game and think it looks rather underwhelming. I thought it looked like a Flash game. It does look like a Flash game. I think it was originally made for uh, mobile devices. It's an app game. Yes. As a lot of games on Switch are nowadays, aren't they? Yes, yeah, at the moment there seems to be an influx. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad game. It, it's it's what it's... You get what you pay for, Yeah, is what I'm trying to say. The question is, is it Croc, C-R-O-C, much like... Yeah. Oh, it is! It is exactly yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Wow, that's shameless. Um, Croc's World. You realise that the... Well, mm. there's, there's a Croc's World 2 and 3 on the App Store as well. Um, oh, my gosh. There's, well, there's Croc's World construction. There's a Mario Maker. Oh my! Well, Crossword oh is a very solid God. platform, so I can imagine uh, it working rather well in a sort of uh, build your own level type of way. Yes, it's uh, it's you know rather limited in its animation. Uh, our hero, who I assume must be called Croc, as um, well as the other Croc, one would assume, yeah, uh, thrusts um, back and forth, forth, um, when he's in his idle animation. And, you know, uh, enemies don't tend to have any death anima- animations or anything. They kind of move from one to the other um, pose, basically. Yes. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's a little bit... Uh, it could be... Have a bit more animation in it. Yes, it could. I'm still my words today. 
but I, yes, it's not bad. Uh, I recommend if you're a fan of platform games and you want something quick, pick up and play. It's got a couple of slightly frustrating uh, elements to the platforming, but uh, with a bit of tr- um, perseverance, you'll you'll get through it. But on the whole, it's uh, fairly well balanced and it's actually got a very good difficulty curve. It's free on the iOS is it store. Now? It's free, um, is it? However, it has in-app purchases, ah, so perhaps the two pound a go thing on the Switch. Was I think it's about right. two, three pounds. I was trying yeah. to see if there was any connection between this, but to be honest with you, it just looks like a lot of uh, what the studio that developed Croxworld, uh, which is called Spracklesoft, uh, <laughs> do <laughs> is um, they uh, they are a a Berlin-based studio, they're German, mm. and uh, they they tend to do a lot of things that I would imagine that is probably a Dr. Mario clone. Oh, yeah. And uh, Pacific well, Wings looks like a 1942. Yeah, well, Croxworld is a Mario clone. Yes, it is. I uh, mean, there is also a Croxworld run and a Croxworld <laughs> construction set, so that makes sense. Uh, there's a dual fever game. Uh, there are also several flappy birds. It sounds like this shouldn't be good, but I can assure you it's uh, quite fun, unless my standards uh, are incredibly low, which Ah, I didn't didn't think they were. I'm not going to (laughs) question your standards on this podcast, Tom Parry, but I don't know. um, You are are rather tolerant sometimes. Well, what's cool, uh, some cool elements about Croxboard that are slightly original is you can get the helmet. Once you get the helmet, you can crack boxes, uh, crack boxes, open up boxes that are above your head, you know, Mario would jump up or something. And then once you've got a helmet, that enables you to get the stones and you get a bag of stones. Right. And you can throw the stones. It's your projectile weapon. We're going to get so many of them. Yes. Okay. Interesting. What else is there, Tom? Do you run? Do you jump? There's do enemy, you laugh? Do you, you love? You, yeah, there's enemies. There's okay. a very evil-looking hedgehog. Yeah, okay. <laughs> really evil-looking hedgehog. Is he hedgehogs. blue? Uh, no. no oh, he's, he's, he's regular hedgehog colours. There's also crabs. Yeah. Watch out for them crabs. Don't want to get them crabs. fish, like in Sonic, that jump up out of the water and try, and try and get you. I'm looking at this game. It doesn't actually look that bad. Because it's also available on PlayStation 4 from the looks of things. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's not that bad. I mean, yeah, it's not going to win any awards for originality, no. I mean, don't get me wrong. It, it doesn't look like, arguably, it's very fun, but it's very colourful. it doesn't look bad. It does look very colourful. It's got very nice backgrounds. Uh, there is a swinging ball. Uh, there, I don't know. There's a feeling of flatness. Yeah. It's not got bad design, you know, even in its characters and its aesthetic. It's just incredibly... Run of the mill, middle of the road. I don't know, but not bad. There's nothing like bad necessarily about it. Yeah, it's just it is what it is. It is what it is. I can't believe we talked this long about Crocs World. Wait, well, I mean, you know, you <laughs> got to fill up the podcast somehow. <laughs> you wanted to bring this up as a, a, a I did. Quick I wanted to actually thing. lead into Yoshi because we all know that Croc on the PlayStation was originally developed as a Yoshi game. It was, In yes. tandem with Nintendo. Yes. Argonaut, is it? Yes, Software? it is Argonaut. We're, de- we're developing this game. Of course, that brings us quite nicely from Croc to Yoshi's Crafted World. From a croc shit to a mm. croc gold It's not a croc <laughs> <laughs> It's good, it's good. We could even, you know, at the developer in this podcast and just say we really like your game. Not after that remark. Not while you said it. No. Um, so... Tell us about this Yoshi game. Well, I, I offered uh, you, you, you to have a go on it. You did, yeah, but unfortunately, <laughs> um, 
I, I have very little time for games in these days. And Not w- only one game. Only one game, exactly. <laughs> I need to fill my time with that, but I'll get yeah. to that in a bit. Oh, okay. So, um, legendary. Uh, <laughs> Yoshi's Crafted World. The apex of games, yes. some might say. It, the demo's out now yes. for this game. And first of all, it was like, well, this is like Yoshi's story on the N64. It reminded me of that straight away. I think it's that sort of perspective you have on the gameplay. It's not 2D flat on. It's slightly angled. Yes. Um, which works very well because in this game, the the major new gimmick of it is you can shoot into the foreground and background. So Yoshi usually, you know, he can eat things, turn them into eggs, eat enemies from eggs or collect eggs yeah. and then fire them at... Uh, you know, to do various things in the game. And uh, now you can do it in the foreground background. Yeah, you can. There's depth. There's depth in the game. Uh, <laughs> or depth. And it does make you think differently about how you're playing because you have to look at what's in the background and what's in the foreground and think, actually, I can interact with that. So yes. it's, it, it is significantly different from previous uh, Yoshi games. Would you say that depth is perhaps even taking from the Donkey Kong Country games where you go back and forth or is there well, more no, to it it's than different that? it's more to it than that that's more aesthetic you know moving for, but the yeah. fact that you interact with the elements from different um like depths of depths field. of yeah yeah so okay. um so it's it's pretty cool and I, I wrote a couple of notes on it now which I'll, I'll refer to now did you knit them no okay that's a shame <laughs> Uh, maybe think Tom's Tank Engine. Right. First of all, because it, it's got a very childish aesthetic to it. And that's the whole point of it. It's meant to be like crafted items and yes. kids have made it. It does feel probably uh, very low in age, probably the, the furthest down in age of any of the Yoshi games. Oh, really? Yes. I, I mean, I would argue that Woolly World was very... No, this is, this is lower than... This is like preschool. This feels like preschool. To me, it's like the Duplo of Yoshi. Okay, interesting. Uh, is that reflected in the gameplay and the challenge? Well, so far, the demo, at least, isn't particularly challenging. Right. It's, it's pretty easy to... And, in fact, that's on the normal mode. The first, when you turn it on, you're uh, met with... You want to play it on easy or normal? Easy is the highlighted mode. Yeah. So this sense. game is definitely being geared towards a very young audience. And, okay. Um, but on normal, you know, it's fun. I like playing platform games in general, even if there isn't a huge amount of challenge. Yes. I'd say Crocs World so far is more difficult than Yoshi. Okay, interesting. Um, at least the stage I'm up to in that game. Uh, one of the things that was a little jarring was how they've changed the firing mechanics, because now you can fire in foreground and background. Uh, it means it doesn't automatically start aiming for you when you start to throw an egg. Right. Because all the so Yoshi games, it would, yeah, it would aim up, up and down, and, down and you just had to stop it at the right point. Yeah. But now, because you have to kind of aim at particular things, you have to choose yourself yeah. how well, to yeah, aim. trying to hit. So I got used to that after a while, but for those familiar with the Yoshi games, you're going to probably find that a little bit jarring. It looked a bit odd when at you were doing first, it. it. It kind of threw me for a little yeah. while. Each level has loads of different challenges in it. Uh, there's a front and a back to the levels, and the front right. side is like the first stage. The, the back is like you get a different challenge where you have to um, collect these poochies. Are they called poochies? Yes. Yes, Yoshi's little um, dog. dog-like friend. Yes. Not quite a dog. Not quite a dog. Because he hasn't got a nose. Not quite a man. No. Uh, but you have to rescue a few of them. You have to just find them around the level. And the other one you can go to do is a robot challenges you to find some... Uh, cows yes in the level and this actually makes you look in the background and foreground of the levels to see if you can find the cows once yes. you do just fire a uh, egg at them and then 
collect five. So there's quite a lot to do in the demo. Right. It's a fairly substantial demo, and it definitely left a good impression on me, but it also felt like, say, the down in age side of it and, and the simplicity of it, sort of like, is it like this for the rest of the game? It's a joy to play, but... I will say, mm. based on my experience of beating Woolly World, that game yeah. starts very easy and gets very tricky towards the end. I think there's a possibility this game could also do the same. I there think it wants to uh, invite people in. It yes. doesn't want to be diff you don't want a demo to be too hard that you can't complete it. Oh, it depends what you want from a demo, right? But yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So good first impression. Interesting design aesthetic in yeah. the game it's different again from uh, Woody World for example so that's nice that they've managed to do something yeah. else difficult uh, di different not difficult different with it okay yeah interesting I'm gonna let you talk about the game that uh, I'm sure you want to uh, talk about in some detail yeah that's right Tom Parry Mega Man 11 <laughs> no um, I did play a little bit of Mega Man 11 just before this podcast uh, I I don't know. It's too early for me to say about that game. It feels it, it's not necessarily what I want. I enjoyed Mega the Man demo game. of Mega Man. 11. I enjoyed the demo of Mega Man Eleven, but I I'm not sure yet. Maybe it's just the the Robot Master stage I chose, but I was a bit found it a bit awkward. Mm. Some of the jumps I kept hitting my head, even though I was clearly standing under where they wanted me to jump. I had to slow down time and try and jump through there. Mega Man would still hit his head, and when I'm trying to jump out of the way of big rotating saw blades and I only have a couple of seconds to do it. Yeah. It's a bit frustrating. But you are a Mega Man fan. I am you? a Mega Man fan. played all the games or most of the games leading up to this point? I think everything but nine. I think yeah. nine was probably the only one I didn't play. And nine is considered to be not so great, I hear. Yeah. It's very difficult. Um, very hard. Same yeah. with ten. But I yeah. I picked up ten because I got it for bugger roll. I think it was yeah. on sale. I think ten's meant to be the better game from what I hear. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. But I, I've never played nine, so yeah. I can't contest that. But hmm. yeah, I don't know. This felt to me when I played Mega Man 11, it felt like quite friendly for a relative newcomer yes. to Mega Man, actually. Uh, but still challenging. Oh, for sure. By, by no means a walk in the park. And you were finding uh, it quite challenging as well. I just don't think the levels are designed that mm. well. Mm. There's a lot of uh, ambiguity in how they want you to do the levels, and they want you to do it in a certain way, but I don't think, from what I've played of this one stage so far, that they are really good at telling the player what they want them to do. Like, I had a time slowing down thing, and there was falling blocks, and I was trying to figure out how to climb it. And no matter what I did, I didn't seem to be able to do it in the time I needed to do uh, without getting hit by a block and falling to my death, which is a bit frustrating. Okay. But I'll try. I'll play a bit more. Yeah, I'll yeah. See. You've got to persevere with Mega Man games. Yeah, but usually I feel like I've died because I've not performed, not because the game's done a really bad job of communicating to me what I should do as is a player. Is it better than Mighty Number no. 9? I didn't really play enough of Mighty Number no. 9 to say, to be honest. Mighty Number no. 9 seemed very generic in its execution. At least this one's trying something different, but I don't know if it works. I'd say it's a fairly solid platform, Mighty Number no. 9, from what I played of it. I just it was think all it's right. a good Mega Man it game. It was all right. Yeah, maybe it's not. No. It's fine. Fine, fine game for what it is. It's And right. very cheap if you want to yes. pick it up. Uh, so if, if you like platformers with a, a slight um, hint of Mega Man, I think Mighty Number no. 9's all right. Oh, you can in just my get book. a good friend, Croc. 
Or you could get Crocs World. Just saying. <laughs> We're not sponsored by whatever studio developed Crocs World. What was it called again? Our friends in Berlin. Spankles. Like sparkles. Spa- spackles something. Spackles. I can't remember. <laughs> anyway. Um, no, I've been playing a game, Tom Perry, for the last two oh, and a half weeks since it came playing out. Call yeah, Apex yeah. Legends. Yeah. And it's really fucking good, Tom. Um, so I, I was intrigued. Uh, by the time we had the last podcast... Uh, Which was a couple of weeks ago now, wasn't it? over two weeks ago, yeah. yeah. Was talks... There was talks of Apex Legends, uh, of Titanfall developers, Respawn Entertainment, doing something because there'd been a streamer event. And I was like, oh, they're making a Battle Royale game. I like that Titanfall. I wonder mm. what that would be like. And so I was going to try it anyway. And then Monday rolled around. They released the demo, uh, the beta... No, there isn't even a beta. It's just free to play. What am I talking about? It just they released out of the nowhere, game really, didn't out of it? nowhere after uh, there'd been a spot in the Super Bowl saying, hey, Apex Legends, and or they'd announced it to you in the Super Bowl. I can't remember if there was an actual ad or not. But then... It seemed to come around very quickly. Since it did. It was I mean, announced. they announced it on the yeah, Sunday and then and it was, was out, out on the Monday. Yeah. Uh, and the the logic behind that was saying, like, well, we can, we can announce it, let everyone tear it apart and build up their expectations of what it is, or mm. we can just let people play it because we think it's a good game. And, you know, Respawn Entertainment has a, a legacy of making very good games. Uh, a both lot of Titan that... Falls. Both Titanfalls. Both Titanfalls. I mean, it? Yeah, but I mean, that studio is essentially the guys uh, who were Infinity Ward. Like, mm. they, they revolutionized the first-person shooter genre. Yeah, so they you were, can go back further and look at yeah. Modern Warfare 1. Well, I mean, even two. Call of Duty, like, Ah, uh, yes, yeah, sorry, itself yeah. Even before we moved into the Modern Warfare. Exactly. I mean, age. you know, they made the modern first-person military shooter, I would argue, because Battlefield was a very different thing. Mm. And then they... They stopped making Call of Duty games after Call of Duty 2, which is why Call of Duty 3 is completely different. And then they were like, oh shit, we need to get Infinity War back on this. Uh, can you make us something? And they were like, yeah, cool. Uh, give us the money, let us do what we want. And they made Modern Warfare. So which is considered a bit of a modern classic among exactly. fans, isn't it? Still, to this yeah, day. Yeah, I mean, you know, the fact that they're re-releasing it to try and bolster the seals of Infinite, of Infinite Warfare, Warfare last year. Which seems like now is further ago than last year no. isn't it oh yeah you're right actually two years god time goes i too think quick. i think so anyway it was, i feel like we've had a smatter well of last year we had black games. ops 4 yeah but yeah the one before that was infinite warfare and then it was yeah yeah ghost is a weird one isn't it yes. i was thinking about it the other day that ghost came out sort of around the release of the ps4 as you know we need a call of duty game on ps4 was that no. Maybe no? No. Did it, it not come out around the it, beginning of the... It did, but it, that was nothing to do with the fact it was... But it was on all formats. It was on yeah, Xbox it was. 360, it was Black, um, PS4, Xbox One. It was uh, Black, Ops, Black Ops 2, uh, then Ghosts, then Advanced Warfare, then Black Ops 3. It was odd, I think, because you had this idea. You went from Modern Warfare, you to jump to Advanced, but between, in the interim, there was... Nope. Ghosts, which always seems like they're a bit of a black sheep, really. Yeah, but I mean, that's because they did fucking weird things, right? It's yeah. because they made Modern Warfare 1 and 2. Then they put out um, uh, fucking World at War. Oh, yeah, these, these because, odd ones, don't Yeah, you? because they were like, okay, we need to go back to the the World War 2 shooter because we don't know what else we're doing. And then they put out uh, Modern Warfare 3. And then they the put green out... One. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a year after Black Ops, I want to say, because they switched to a three studio thing. Yeah. I can't remember. It, get, the exact it gets a little confusing. It gets very but, muddy. But nowadays, you've got Black Ops and you've got the uh, ever increasing uh, warfare series from modern 
too advanced to infinite and yes. hell, heck knows where they're going to go Who now knows? with that. Well, you know, Activision were out there saying before they fired a lot of people that uh, they're going to have the best Call of Duty ever this year, so let's see. Mm. Infinite seems like a popular thing to call things, like Marvel vs. Capcom, Infinite. Yes. It kind of implies that that's the only one they'll be now. That's well, the one we'll just keep rejigging every year, but probably not the case. No, I don't no, think no. so. What would, you, what would you call it? What, another call warfare? Call yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, tricky one. I look forward to hearing what they come up with. They'll probably go for something totally different, like, I don't know, they've I done think, ghosts, haven't they? I think Werewolves. I think they've burnt <laughs> the the Warfare name after Infinite Warfare, because that game is not held very in high regards. Oh, okay, I know, I remember getting good reviews. At least it got campaign. good reviews, did not sell very well, okay. which is why they bundled it in with um, Modern Warfare. Yeah. But going up, sorry, we went off the yeah, total we went tangent. Yeah, went off on a massive tangent. Uh, Respawn Entertainment <laughs> uh, released a game called Apex Legends. It is very good. It is free to play. I downloaded it on the Monday when play account was apparently around a million. A million is quite a lot of people. Yeah, it is it, really? in a day. But I mean, it's a free game from Respawn. They were the people who made Titanfall 2, which is probably... But it could have got ignored, couldn't it? There's a chance it could have been It could have quite easily got ignored. Unfortunately for... Uh, well, I mean, not unfortunately for Epic, because Fortnite's still got something ridiculous, like 4 million concurrent players. Um, it, it is a very good game, uh, so much so that I, I have played uh, Fortnite in the past, uh, or I, at least I tried it, and I was like, ah, this isn't for me. And I mean, I did give it a good shake of the stick. I got up a couple of levels, and I was trying to actually play it and enjoy it, but then I got to the end of a match, and... I died, and I was like, oh, how did I die? And then I realized that it was because I didn't have the capacity to shoot someone and then build a giant tower in about five seconds. So I was left out in the cold. And I was like, okay, Battle Royale gameplay is something for me. This is not the game. I'll wait until PUBG comes out on the PS4, which it eventually did. But no one I knew was playing it, so I was like, oh, I'm not going to bother. And you had to purchase that. Or you did free. have to yeah. purchase it, yeah, and it was 40 quid. So I was Yee, like, "That's a gamble." I'm not going to buy that game uh, just because I don't know if it's any good. They should have done like a free weekend. Well, they should have. Really. In hindsight, they should have made board, it free to play, they? shouldn't they? Um, but they didn't. That's not their business model. Um, so Apex Legends came out. I downloaded it. I As said, you would. Hey, this is pretty fun. And I told all of the guys I used to play Destiny Two with, "Hey." This Apex Legends mm. is pretty all right. You and assembled now, the crew. All of them are playing it. Our firing mm. squad is now yeah. in Apex Legends, and as such, uh, I've played it an awful lot over the last two weeks. Not as much as some people, uh, is, as is made apparent, but the fact that I go on there and there's people with like 600 kills. But at the same time, I can still pretty much hold my own against yeah. these people. I was going to say, so I've watched you play the game. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. I think it makes a lot of sense. I think playing a bit of Titanfall before this has actually kind of given me a grasp of the weapons. Three on three. Three on three, yeah. yeah. Uh, so 60 people in all in all, not like uh, Fortnite or um, PUBG, which is so 100 you players. So you said 60 people in all. So Six. there's actually 60 people fighting within the same game. Yes. 60 okay. people uh, in three-man squads. So there's... Oh, right. What's that? 20 squads. Yeah. Um, so you're running around, and yeah, there's 20 squads of three people. And how does it work? Because I see sometimes there's a timer counting down to yes. different phases of the game. The rounds, effectively. Right. So like any other Battle Royale game, essentially you land on this big map. The map is always the same. It never changes. The only thing that changes is what 
Spawn's way. Is it like the film, Barriel? Yeah, in a way that... they give updates in yes, the film, they do. don't they? And, and they like, say winner of... Do they say winner of rounds? Probably not. Actually. No, they no. don't. They just tell you that you need to move. Because if you yeah. don't move, they were saying, remember the, the thing around your neck yeah. explodes. And in this, yeah. you just get hurt, and then it ticks down your health. Oh, okay. So every two, three minutes, uh, the ring closes, which is pushing players essentially further and further together in the middle of the map. Ah. So you are forced to fight people, and you can't just like hang out on a cliff until the timer runs out. That's interesting. Yeah. Is that the same in every of these? That is the same in every one of these, yeah. Fortnite and uh, PUBG. And uh, Call of Duty, I suppose. Yes, uh, Blackout also has this. Blackout has less than 60 players, though. I think it only has 40. Anyway, I haven't played Blackout. The game, though, is very, very good. Um, I've played a lot of it. I've I've been trying to pick a character and then play as that character until I win. So I've played and won as Pathfinder, and I played and won as Bloodhound. I should mention as well, unlike a PUBG or a Fortnite, Apex Legends is slightly different in the fact that it has hero classes. Like Overwatch. Like Overwatch, yes. for example. Or like uh, the game we were talking about yesterday, uh, Gotham City Imposters. Yeah, it's great. Game... Yeah, a game <laughs> I'd forgotten about. As We were doing something quite fun, actually, looking through the games that were released back in 2012, I think. Yeah. I'm trying to remember where we were at, because both of us had moved to Denmark at that point. Um, and so, yeah, it was just when me and Matt were getting to know each other. So it was quite interesting to sort of see that mm-hmm. and to remember games like Gotham City Imposters, which was... A character-based arena. It was, shooting. yeah. They released it on a free-to-play no. weekend, and then it was like twenty quid or something. But I don't think anyone bought it, and they shut down very soon and you, after. The, the gimmick that you play as villains, I suppose. Like, uh, yeah, you based were based on a comic. No, no I, it, wasn't. it was just based on them trying to make a Team Fortress Two, which mm. is, you know, where all of these character-based shooters kind of stem but from. Yeah. Is the Team Fortress that series. game's been uh, com- forgotten about now? Uh, yeah. So. It's that's not really course. worth spending any more time on, is it? But, no, uh, that's if you're, true. If you're curious about it, look it up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was quite colourful and a bit different. It was, but it wasn't time. very good, unfortunately. Yeah, there you go. Um, game's got to be good. It has, as is proven here. Yeah. But no, I, I've played as uh, Pathfinder, who's a robot. He's a support class. Uh, he can use a grappling hook to get you around the map. Like yeah. T- is he like, like a mini Titan type? Not no, really, not no. really. Like Titans are more running aren't in this. That's a big thing if you've played Titanfall 2. But I feel yeah. if you have any indication in this game, you know that already. Mm. But he, the grappling hooks. He has a grappling hook yeah. he can get around. Uh, he can't do the grappling hook thing from uh, Titanfall where, you know, you stab a knife in the wall and then you're up on a wall. He oh. just grapples to a place and then mm. he gets up there. Uh, he can also, there are like computer terminals in certain places in the map that you can hack into and then you'll know where the rings are so you can kind of plan ahead and get there which is a pretty cool thing mm. uh bloodhound oh, wow. is a character that uses detection so you press l1 and they they send out a beacon that allows them to see people on the map ah yes and so that's pretty handy because you can see through walls and where enemies are. There is a character just... class on Black Ops 3 that I use which has that ability yeah. as well. Okay. Mm. But uh, then you just go and find out where the enemies are and yeah. kill them. Uh, then I've been playing as Bangalore, uh, which is the last character I've been playing as, which is essentially the Soldier 76 character of this game. From um, Overwatch. Yeah, she's pretty good. Uh, she has a smoke grenade and a like a an artillery strike so once you get to a certain amount of 
points on this uh, little dial thing at the bottom of the screen, which is the same with everyone. You can call in an artillery strike, so you just throw a grenade and then okay. loads of bombs fall everywhere like mortars and then they blow up over time. Bit Pretty of fun. fun. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's other characters. There's one called Wraith who can uh, throw down a portal and disappear and run away, which is mm. kind of cool. Mm. Uh, there's a character called Gibraltar who can put up a shield, kind of similar to the bubble shield from Halo 3, if you remember that. Mm. It feels to me like all these modern games are just taking everything that's gone before, aren't they, and throwing them all together, mix them up into a big concoction. and then Yeah, but why not? I mean, No, I think that's great. I, th- I think uh, it's showing how far um, first-person shooters have evolved. Just think that's and the nature of art, uh, right? Is that yeah, it do is, that. It is, like yeah. film books do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. We've had so many years of these games, and it's interesting how they've evolved over time, and we're getting this maybe the apex of uh, the <laughs> legacy of this. Yes, <laughs> when they. So when I just they, to make that joke. When they tell stories of this game, mm-hmm. uh, this will this will be the legend they tell clearly. Yes. Um, you yeah. Yeah. Stories, stories. I said stories, but I kind of almost tories. choked on my tongue at the same time <laughs> when they tell stories of this game. Um, no, it's not going into politics. Anyway, it's a good game. Uh, I really recommend it. If you haven't played it already, check it out. You've got uh, no excuse, really. It's free, so give it a go. Unless you really hate first-person. Unless shooters, you really hate first-person shooters. Or the idea of any sort of battle royale. Uh, I see. I think people people have an impression of battle royale, as did most people in my fire squad. With like, yeah. I fucking hate battle royale games. No, you've just not played a good battle royale game. The concept of it is really solid. You should give yeah. it a go. I, I can attest to that because it, they've done it for Tetris now, haven't they? They have, Tom Parry. <laughs> and that's a game I can definitely. Uh, get into uh, Nintendo mentioned this in their Nintendo Direct which we'll go uh, into in detail in a little while but um, a fantastic idea basically you're playing ni- 98 other people I still I th- can't get no, this you are, right you are playing it's, 99 other people it's called Tetris 99 and the idea is I suppose a 100 player yes uh, Tetris game uh, so the uh, one who lasts longest wins basically yes and uh, I've had a few goes on this now and done reasonably well and uh, actually uh, quite happy with that. It's uh, it's the same Tetris formula, but on a on a much well, larger scale. I think there's a bit of Battle Tetris thrown in there as well. Oh, well, okay, yes. So it's got an interesting going on where um, you can use the right stick to sort of uh, change how the... Which other tar- players you're targeting with your yeah. battle Tetris-like uh, abilities of throwing other uh, Tetraminos into the other yeah. uh, player's area. But I, I also think in just regards of... I mean, I've only played the game once, but I think there's a lot of focus around you clearing lines as quickly as you can as well. It seems like that. I mean, the, the advantage of getting Tetrises, though, is you're going to throw more uh, over yeah, to another of course. player. Uh, so initially, that's how I was playing the game. But Matt does raise a good point there. I mean, if sometimes you just need to make lines to stay in the game yeah, uh, to counteract uh, the other players who are throwing you know, at, you, yeah. at you. And uh, how this works, how you focus on the other players is you can choose to focus on random players. You can choose to focus on the ones who are attacking you, I think. Um, ones who are close to getting knocked out. Yeah. And uh, there is another one as well, something to do with medals, which I'm not sure about what that is. No, me either. Uh, yet. But I didn't realise this uh, at first when I played the game. I was just playing and trying to last as long as I can. As I changed up the strategies and tried to focus on the attackers and KOs, 
I found that I did not last as long in the game. No. So, and again, as I was chatting with Matt, he raised a very good point that later on in the game, maybe you just have to change your strategy at the beginning. It's probably just a good idea to um, attack random. Yeah plays to kind of bring down the amount of people playing mm -hmm. and then maybe change your strategy when you get to perhaps it tells you when you got 50 other players left yes and then i think when you're into top 10 yeah as well um but yeah it's very fun very frantic and uh, very satisfying if you get in that higher rankings which i've managed i think the best time i managed was seven yeah um so that made me feel good I like the look of it. Um, it's something I think I'm going to try. Uh, I may actually sign up to that free trial. Of well, Nintendo's they got online. me, didn't they? They, they did. got me. I was not signed up to the Nintendo Online no. before this. I tried the trial and there was... Uh, I didn't do the trial, see, so I'm going right. to trial was fine. play some Tetris. Um, but now, yeah, I'm sold on the fact I can play this, but... Is there much else that I want to play online? I've still got Splatoon and Worms. Yeah. Does this game have the legs, though? Do you think this is going to be something people are going to sign up for their trial for and then slowly the player count's going to drop off or it's going to be harder I, to fill? I hope that it will carry on. I mean, I feel an urge right now to play it. I've got a constant urge to play it. Welcome to how I feel about Apex. Yeah. So it's a pick-up-and-play type experience. Games won't last that long, yeah. you know, but you are do feel very much inclined to do another another round directly yeah. after well try, try it i would i would if you haven't done the trial yet then do the trial get the game for seven try years. tetris 99 because it's really fun yeah i'll give it a go mm -hmm. and so yes we just mentioned tetris 99 was one of the games nintendo talked about in their direct yes which was only a couple of days ago now wasn't it it was on uh, the time recording tuesday this. wednesday evening i can't remember yeah uh what were your highlights of this latest Nintendo Well, Direct? Tom Parry, I think uh, one of the Nintendo Direct announcements uh, is not going to surprise anyone that it's top of my list. And that is, of course, uh, they are making uh, Link's Awakening mm -hmm. again in and a very chibi, cute style. Which and you are a fan of that game. You've played it, I guess, numerous times. I bloody love that game. In fact, if you were to search the words biographic uh, Legend of Zelda <laughs> Link to the Past, you could find out exactly how I feel about you. it. Um, how, how excited are you about the reimagining of this? Seeing certain characters rendered in 3D. Uh, I don't know exactly yet. I don't know if anybody knows how they're changing the gameplay or if they are changing the gameplay in any kind of big way, introducing something new to the game, or is it just going to be like a, a reskin? I hope not too much. I mean, I I am more than happy for them to mix things up. I assume would, the the DX color specific dungeon yeah. might be in there. Hopefully yeah. they'll add one or two new ones. As would you well. say it's a game that needed any improvements, or was it fine first um, time round? It is a pretty damn good game first time round. There's some things that are a little bit obtuse in there, but to be honest with you, they're kind of par for the course with that game. Mm. So unless they add like an easy mode or <sighs> like a helpful hint, I don't know if they thing. need to. Um, no. I'm curious to see if certain things that they introduced that were in the Japanese version, like the fact that you're going to look for the mermaid's bra uh, oh. is a thing in that big fetch quest you do to get the last song you need. How did they change that? Uh, you were looking European. for something else for her. I can't remember, okay. but in the Japanese version, it's her bra. Because I do have some fond memories of the game, um, but I've never finished it. I stole the shovel. I mean, it's a very cool <laughs> game, and it's got a lot of interesting things in it. I mean, there's lots of Mario things. Kirby's in it. It's like, like a 
portable Link to the Past. It was described. It was described as they were trying to make Zelda as if it had been Twin Peaks because uh, Tanaka and a few of the other people who were working on that game really, really liked Twin Peaks at the time, and so they were making this almost as an after-school project. Uh, they were working on Link to the Past on Super Nintendo. And then they were trying to figure out how to port that game to the Game so Boy in their spare time. When you say Twin Peaks, you mean there's something weirder than, yes, than regular Zelda. Very strange. Something a bit more far out. And yeah, and I mean, something that then ends up affecting the whole Zelda series because, I mean, you have like Majora's Mask and stuff. You have a lot of these like very strange playing with conventions of Zelda games come out after that. And yeah. I think they wouldn't have existed without uh, Link's Awakening because they purposely broke all the rules of what made Zelda Zelda. So Link gets washed up on a beach on a strange island and there's a giant egg on a yes. mountain. Uh, with a wind fish in it and you mm. need to wake the wind fish uh, by collecting eight musical instruments from dungeons around the thing. And they are all, well, I mean, some of them are reworkings of uh, Link to the Past dungeons. Yeah. Because it is that time and place. It's very good. I like that game. And what do you think of this lot. new style? How do you think Link looks? I think he looks adorable. Yeah. Can you imagine some uh, cuddly toys of this uh, yes. <laughs> version of Link yes, appearing? He, they feel like a softer, more rounded version of the the style they put for Let's Go Pokemon games. Mm. Like less detail, but it is, it's still in that similar vein of I like... I noticed some nice effects going on, like uh, Octopus Boss, so I think it was Octopus, was like shiny. Yes. It's uh, something they've done with uh, Mario games from, I think, uh, Galaxy onwards. Yeah. They had this kind of uh, aesthetic, this sheen they could add to the characters. Yeah. Um, it looks really nice. Yeah. It looks sick. And it's it's a good game, so we know that. It's it's bound to be a hit for Nintendo. I'm sure it will be. But is, is it the announcement you wanted? Yeah. Did, did you feel you needed a remake of Link's Awakening? No, but I'll fucking take it. <laughs> uh, yeah, other than that, I mean... Super Mario Maker 2, also, is pretty good. Well, yeah, how I feel about that, interesting one. It's not one of the my highlights, because I feel like I'm having already owned... No, I already own the original. Yeah. And I still think you can get a lot out of that. But the fact that it's not connected anymore no, exactly. in the it's same way... I th- it might be connected, but it's probably not got a lot of... It's not got any of the... Um, well, what the hell is it called? The Wii thingamajiggy. Oh, Miiverse. Miiverse stuff in it anymore. Okay, okay, yeah. So perhaps it's become a bit defunct. And that's a shame when you've got a game that's perfectly good. Because yeah. it was very robust and it, you could create some great things on it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's not connected in the same way it used to be kind of makes it like, well, if you want to take advantage of that, which was a huge aspect of the game, creating levels, sharing them with friends, yeah. using the Miiverse was uh, wonderful, actually. Yes, I did a fair was. bit of it myself. Me you too. Know? So, it's it's uh, again a proven formula, and it's going to be great. Yeah. Another great one from Nintendo, but uh, it's a sequel. Hey Tom, <laughs> so is mo- so are most games. Yes, that's true. Um, yeah. Other than that, the last one for me that I was just like, oh my god, because I know you're going to talk about the the thing from Platinum. Actually, there were two things. Uh, one of them made me go, oh shit, I shouldn't have started Dragon Quest yet. Oh, it's on Because Switch. 11 is coming to Switch and it'll have you Japanese. You knew that though, didn't you? I did, but it'll have Japanese voiceover and it'll be sub, uh, have the orchestrated track so and be, extra stuff. Be, but it might not look quite as sharp as PS4. No, and it probably perhaps. won't. Maybe you have some frame rate issues. 
I know people always bring that up when they talk about oh, Switchports. I, I don't care. I, it, just... I don't care. It's never been anything that's really affected my enjoyment of any game, I don't think. No. I mean, I'm really uh, enjoying that game. I haven't played it much, to be honest, since Apex came out. But at the same time, I would really like Japanese voiceover, so I'm hoping they maybe introduce that to the PS4 not, version. Yeah, you're not going to buy the game again. Oh, you just know. bought it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I did buy it at a budget price. Let's see. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think I'm going to play through it again. It's a no, very long game. There's other things going on, isn't there? Yeah. What game I am going to buy again, though, Tom Parry, is Rune Factory 4, because that game is bloody you amazing. Know what? I can't tell you anything about this because I actually skipped that part of the presentation. Oh I skipped God. through the things that didn't look interesting to me. Oh, right. So Rune Factory <laughs> 4 is an action RPG slash farming simulator. It is people from Marvelous who are ex-Harvest Moon developers, and they were like, hey, Harvest Moon's a really good game. What if we also added in a heavier RPG element? A heavier RPG element. Doesn't Harvest Moon have RPG elements? Well, no, I mean, it doesn't. I mean, yes, you go look for a wife, and yeah. yes, you have to raise it's not numbers. An adventure, no, so there isn't. You know, you take, it all takes place within a rather small area. Yeah, I mean, uh, so does this to a certain extent. There is a town and there is a farm. But then there's also like areas for you to explore where you can go and find better loot. Kind of a bit like Moonlighter. But it's a solid series. I've really liked the DS versions of Rune Factory. And I will gladly play the fourth one because I bought an American 3DS to play that. Shimagami Tensei and the Etrian Odyssey games before they got brought over here. And the little time I spent with it, I really liked. So I'm looking forward to having it on Switch. And I'm very glad there's going to be a fifth one because uh, when the company who made the fourth game, the reason it never came out in Europe is because the company went bust. And they're like, oh, Hang sorry. on, which one did they announce? The fifth uh, game? They announced, they announced that they are bringing the fourth one to Switch. Okay, right. I'm and they announced that they are, are making a fifth one. Oh, okay. So the fourth one's actually been out but. Previously. Yeah, it came out in the 3DS, uh, oh. around the launch of the 3DS in America. But oh. The new 3DS. Oh. On, not the new 3DS, the <laughs> fucking the bigger one. The bigger... The, the XL, The, the XL mean. 3DS. Yeah, okay. That came out around the same time. Mm. Yeah, did they mention the Dragon Quest Builders in this? Uh, yeah, they did. The is second this, one's coming out. The second out. one's coming to Switch. It's already out, isn't it, on other formats? Yes. Oh, am I correct? Yeah. That's always nice. You enjoy that game as well. I do I indeed, think. yeah, and I will be picking that one up as well. Marvelous. Yes. So, as well as the Yoshi's uh, Yoshi's Crafted World demo, there was a demo for uh, Demon X Machina. Yes. It? Is that right? Yes. Yeah, or Machina. Yeah. Probably Machina. I was probably Machina. Get, get you always wrong. do this. I always get that We've wrong. We've had this conversation so about four times. I know we have. Someone, someone tell us what it should be. <laughs> anyway, the game is a giant mech. Uh, action game. Yep. <laughs> Looked very anime. I couldn't get out of the character customization menu until Matt uh, helped me. I don't know. I didn't seem very intuitive that that meant the menu uh, I don't know. I navigation. Thought, I thought it was pretty fine. Okay. I, just, I used the B button twice and then clicked finish. So it surprised me for what I thought was just going to be a fairly straightforward action game that you went, the first thing you did was actually jump in and design a character. Yeah. So there's limited customization options. There is. But they're there. Yeah. Uh, so you can make your own unique character, then you enter like your hub area where you can take on missions. Yeah. And uh, the training mission, yep, great. I got used to the controls pretty quickly, actually. So a positive start off. Yes. The controls are good. 
Uh, then the next mission I did was definitely more action-orientated, a lot more enemies flying around, uh, it was a lot faster, and yeah, good. The next uh, level, uh, you had to protect something, yeah. but it was a little bit more, um, it wasn't obvious to me exactly what you had to do in that mission, and I sort of turned it off after that. Right. Uh, <laughs> so I think I want, just wanted something a bit more straightforward at the time, and uh, it was bringing in some new game elements. So it's nice it's got a lot of things going on. It's just not something you're going to get bored of quickly, I don't think, because it has got some different ideas. It's not just shooting stuff. Yeah. The, there are these mines you have to lay in certain areas. A couple of things I didn't like about it was, uh, and, and I know what Matt will say to this, but I don't like it when you have story that's told through, uh, you know, um, static images of characters' faces saying things. Be it's okay if there's like a few sentences, right? But when it's reams of the stuff, and you don't feel like it's going anywhere. You, you didn't even read it. You just hammered the X button. You can't say like you were I like did oh, for this the first level. Yeah, but you were like, oh, this is shit dialogue. And admittedly, the stuff in the cutscenes didn't fill me with confidence what was written was great. But you were like, you were hammering the X button. I was like, oh, I wanted know to play the game. Good. I wanted to play the game. I didn't want to sit and stare at a screen. I wanted to use my time wisely Ugh. and spend the majority of my time playing it rather than watching characters I didn't care about, you know, spouting drivel. Especially because it's a demo. I mean, if it's a full game and you know the story's going to go somewhere... Maybe yeah, I was trying to get you invested in the characters enough to buy the full game. Well, that's not why I'd buy the full game. It's I'd also a game, game by Marvelous, who make fucking visual novels. Of course it's going to have It's Marvelous combined it. with another studio. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But, like, Marvelous, as you know from playing bloody Nitro Plus, like to put a lot of static images with text in. It's what it's they annoying, do. annoying, isn't they it? They make the Super yeah. Sonico games. They make Fate. Yeah, yeah. Just get rid of that bit do the game. <laughs> then it know. wouldn't be marvellous. <laughs> it's not marvellous, is it's it? It's not marvellous. Ironically. Marvellous versus Capcom. <laughs> so oh my God, I'd pay to see that. Will I buy this game? No, probably not. <laughs> oh my God. It looks cool and it plays reasonably well, but... Tom, I, Tom I, Parry, I imagine... I don't need it. They, they put the Nitro Plus Blasters characters... Oh, it's DLC. ...fighting against Capcom characters and called it Marvelous versus Capcom. That's a different thing. Oh, my God. But it's cool. I'd pay to see that game. It's cool. I want to I wanna see Supersonic punch Ryu. I think that would nice be fun. Nice idea. There yeah. we go. I'm going to tweet that. Uh, but let's go back to this other game yeah. we're talking about, which um, you've yet to play. Yeah. Uh, so I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on it. I will give it a go because it looks want. very much like Zone of the Enders. I think if you like piloting giant robots, then this is definitely oh going <laughs> to keep you amused for a while because I can say that the controls are tight and it's fun. The actual shooting stuff's pretty fun. Um, and it looks nice. It looks like uh, an animation. It's an anime-styled game. I wouldn't say the visuals are particularly mind-blowing, but uh, stylistic. I think it looks pretty good. In places it didn't look so good. I mean, to be honest, there, there seemed to be a lot of frame drop uh, as you were fighting that. I giant just think the lack of detail in some of the environments. Oh, I uh, think this is a demo. I think that's where you need to take with you. I think some of the the the, the mechs themselves look really good. Yeah. The design of them was really creative, and they look very cool. Yeah, it's got yeah. a cool style about it, and I think it's going to be a good game. But there's certain elements of it that. Mm, I don't like. I will so. give it a go. I will let you know on next week's podcast what I think. Excellent. 
Uh, elsewhere in Nintendo Direct, there was mention of a proper racing game. Grid Autosport Call is coming me. to the Switch. Now, I never played Grid Autosport, but I have played the other Grid games, at least the first two of them. Yes. And, yeah, it's uh, it's Co-Masters, so, you know, you got a fairly solid racing game yep. right there. So I'm very happy about this. It's the only game, really, of its type, unless you kind of count in. What's the other one called? There's, there is something that's a bit like Forza on the Switch. Uh, racing, is it Racing? No, Racing Gears was on the... Racing Gears is the Game Boy Advance game. Yeah, it's got a similar title, though. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there is that, but... It's not in the same calibre as um, what we're getting here with uh, Grid Autosports. So no. I will get this to have a proper racing game on the uh, Switch. Proper, yeah. you know, simulation type racing game, which isn't 100% simulation. You know, it's going to be uh, it's going to be good, I think. Fair enough. So that is uh, definitely a must-have from me uh, out of the direct. I'll definitely be getting that. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I'll definitely be picking up. I mean, I'm definitely curious about uh, Zelda, but then again, this is coming from the guy who's still not played Link Between Two Worlds. Yeah. So uh, do I need a new Zelda game right now? Probably not. The game you have not brought up that you were interested yes, in. Yes, please remind Nintendo me. Switch is called Astral Chain. Astral Chain. This is a new game from Platinum. Yes. It actually looked pretty fresh. It did. I liked the I, I like the colours, first of all. I like the character designs. I like the idea that these two characters are working together to yes. fight the enemies. This feels like something new that maybe Platinum hadn't... Well, I guess Bayonetta 2 had two-player, didn't it? But uh, this seems like it's going to be a single-player experience, maybe, yeah. with an AI-controlled... AI um, Partner. Partner yeah. was the word I was looking for. It was, yeah. Uh, whether it can be played to player, I don't know. The vehicles look cool. You ride around on a police motorbike. Yes. It's that typical platinum action. Yes. Uh, and I do, I'm a bit of a sucker for a good third person action game. Me too. I think this was looking great. And it, I think it, it did cool. feel fresh, new, colourful. Uh, so I might just have to try that. I would like a demo. But I'd yeah, like a I'm demo. Probably well. going to buy it. Uh, at first, I thought, is it uh, what's that game called? Uh, Xeno Xenoblade. I thought, yeah. is it a new Xenoblade game? I thought stylistically it looked similar to the Xenoblade Chronicles X on the Wii yeah. U, which I also like the style of. Yeah. Although, of course, I didn't play much of it. No. <laughs> Me neither. No. If it makes you feel any better. It's a big game though. That, that that's it's a very really long, game, long and it came out during game. a period where there were a lot of long games. Yeah, that's right. So that that and Grid and Yoshi's Crafted World, I think they're games I might just uh, pick up that were mentioned in direct. Fair news. Yeah. Uh, did you pick up anything else? Did I pick up anything? Yeah, else? like actually anything. Did you buy anything? Not just demos from the eShop. Uh, yeah, I mean. I played the Katamari demo, but that's just a demo. Yeah. Uh, Katamari was, surprisingly, Katamari. Weird And that. I didn't know whether or not I need a version of Katamari on the Switch. I kind of do. You do? Yeah. Uh, I feel like if I want to play it, I could play one of the other portable versions. I've got, like, the Vita version. I don't think I have a portable version of Katamari. I have a PS2 version, and I have a yes, 360 that we, one. We love Katamari, I think. Because um, Katamari Damacy. I have Katamari Damacy. Which yeah. is the, you have the Japanese. No, I have the American one. Was it released outside Japan? Sorry, yes. that's uh, my mistake. I just remember 
the first one I saw was We Love Katamari for yes. PS2, and that's the one I've played probably the most of. Uh, Beautiful Katamari and... Yeah, that's the one. I got, yep, yep. That's why most people were introduced to Katamari, I suppose, through that one. But that didn't get a European release. It it? did not, no. Yeah. So I remember that much. Uh, So, yes, uh, that was just a demo, though. Plenty of demos this last week. I picked up um, Secret Weapons Over Normandy for the Xbox, which is a uh, flight sim. Yeah. And uh, also. Did I mention Adama the other week? You did. I probably yeah. did. Uh, I've good news. For a while, I thought my copy of Adama was never going to come, but the seller has now dispatched it nearly a month after I bought it. Oh, great. Uh, very peculiar. Um, probably going to leave some slightly negative feedback on that. But I imagine that's it sounds like it's on its way. Good. Uh, I won't be playing it anytime soon, but it's nice to know that uh, the game I bought will eventually be with you. You shouted that ball through a microphone. Yeah, Adama's an interesting one, if you're not aware. It's a pinball game, uh, crossed with a real-time strategy game. We literally talked about this on last week's podcast. You use a microphone, okay. Yes. I forget, because it wasn't last week. It was was a few (laughs) weeks Yeah, fair. It was a few weeks ago. Um, I've been playing Pokemon again. I say it's every every time we podcast. I say I played a bit more of... Let's Pokemon. go Pikachu. Yeah. And at this rate, I'm never going to finish it because I, I, I keep just playing it for an hour every now and again. Fair enough. Uh, but I, I will get there eventually. It keeps me coming back for more because it's Pokemon and yes. everyone likes Pokemon. Did you see the new Detective Pikachu trailer? No, I didn't. I hear there's like disgusting moment in it that someone's made a gif out of. Oh, Licky Tongue. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like what you'd expect a Licky Tongue to be like, really, <laughs> if you can try to reimagine it in a more realistic way. No, I have not seen Bulbasaur the looks very cute. Yeah. Um, I'm quite excited about that film. I like the way um, Pikachu animates. I think Pikachu looks incredibly cute, as he should do. I think everything about the first Detective Pikachu uh, has piqued my interest. So I'm going to... More of Mr. Mime in this trailer again. Yeah. Well, of course. I mean, that He's was not a, a Pokemon I thought would get that much attention. I think, action. I think it's probably because people reacted to it so much in the first trailer mm. that they're probably including more of it now. Um, yeah, I mean, Pikachu looks adorable. Is it out summer? May tenth. Yeah. Says this very trailer I'm watching. No, I mean, Mickey Tank's fine. Bulbasaur looks adorable. There's yeah. lots of Bulbasaurs. I like that. I think I'm I'm used to it now. I think when I first saw that. Oh trailer, wow, what, Charizard looks cool. Ages. Uh, Charizard was in the last trailer. Yeah, I know, but I mean, like just there, just being in this small snippet. I'm I'm definitely gonna watch that film. Yeah, like. I'm more sold on it now. Now that I've kind of adjusted to how it's gonna look. I thought it looked awesome the first yeah. time. So, let's see. Uh, any more video game movies coming out anytime soon? Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is something. <laughs> Fortnite the movie will be next, won't it? Oh, Minecraft oh. is at some point right in the near future. Uh, they announced that was coming out. Mm. Um, We've had a video game related movie, Wreck-It Ralph, came out here in Denmark not so long ago. Yeah, God, for the like rest of the world, we've had it for a while. I mean, when did you see... Oh, I saw that in like November, October, November. Probably yeah. November uh, last year. It's just come out in Denmark. Um, and the Minecraft movie's out on the 24th of May. Wow. Yeah, okay. so it's not that far off. Uh, Lego movie was released uh, this other week. Yeah. Yeah, solid. Go see it. Yeah, it was good. I think it's good. 
Um, I definitely recommend uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet as well. That, that's a fantastic Both film. are great choices. I'm not sure if Ralph Breaks the Internet is in cinemas anywhere anymore, though. Probably not outside of Denmark. No, probably not, because <laughs> it just came out to you, which is really yeah. annoying, but yeah. there we go. That's the life of the uh, we've got Toy Story 4 to look forward to. Yeah, we do. I'm just moving away from video game films. No, I'm just trying to think what... Animated films in general. I don't know if there's any... Oh, the Monster Hunter film might be out this year. Really? I didn't know that was a, a I... thing. Yeah, um, it's got Milo Jovovich in it, and uh, they're all Marines. Oh, <laughs> so. dear. Oh, oh, dear me. What the hell? Angry Birds the Movie 2 is out this year, apparently. Mm. Also, is the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. It's the year of video game movie adaptions. Which one will be the Why best? Why is there an Angry Birds 2? I thought the first one didn't do very well. Uh, I never saw the first one. I so did neither. I Why would you? It's quality. Oh, the Witcher um, uh, TV series is out this year as well with uh, Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill oh. in it. Mm. I don't mm. know how I feel about that one. One of either. the world's least charismatic actors. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, a shot with Mila Jolovich in uh, Monster Hunter. Yeah, um, there's also one. Is where it directed by uh, No? Paul it isn't. Anderson. I don't know. Actually, I don't think it's P.T. Anderson. I don't think it's Uwe Boll either. Fortunately, yeah, yeah it is. It uh, it it is literally. Um, Paul W.S. Anderson. W.S., sorry, yeah. I get I get uh, mixed up with the two Paul Andersons. Yes, and um, she is starring in it because she is his wife. Um, there's a apparently a Doom movie in the works. There's apparently a Dynasty Warriors movie in the works. Well, I remember a time when there was a Tetris movie in the works and a Sims movie and a Crazy Taxi movie in the works and um, a Soul Calibur yeah. one, and none of them came to be, did they? So. No, they didn't. Um, oh, yeah, there was announced that they're making a bloody Mega Man movie in 2018 as well. God. Um, Video games are big. Yeah, interesting. Um, apparently, they're making a Metal Gear movie. Um, so that'll be interesting. I think for Konami, that probably makes sense. <laughs> yeah, oh, well. we probably haven't got the... Um, without Kojima, I don't know if they could make a game that would feel like a proper Metal Gear movie. So, seeing that they have the story that Kojima put down initially, that they'll be able to do a movie. Yeah. Um, probably a way to take the franchise next. Makes sense. Yeah, let's see. Um, apparently, there's a Dragon's Lair movie in the works as well, and a Uncharted movie has been rumoured forever. Mm. So, let's see. Remember Dragon's Dogma? I do remember Dragon's Dogma. That's coming to Switch. Is it? I think so. That's a thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a thing. Yeah. Uh, Dragon's Dogma this Switch. Is, this is great. It's just like, like a way the news is just flowing into um, this podcast. Did you imagine Dragon's it? Dogma Dark Arisen for Switch. Yeah, well, that's go. that's happening. Um, I don't know. Never played it. Uh, a game I did purchase with the intent on playing, of course. It's coming out on the 23rd of April. Okay, look forward to that. Dragon's Dogma is where it's at. I'll give it a go. <laughs> I was talking about picking it up yesterday. I'm glad I didn't because yeah. I forgot that was happening. Mm. Yeah. And uh, 3DS seems to be dead as well. Uh, yeah. it was not mentioned in Nintendo Direct. I don't know if that was uh, intentional, that they were focusing on Switch. <sighs> I think there's at least two or three games coming out for yeah. 3DS this year. With the fact that um, Link's Awakening isn't going to be a 3DS game. Well, yeah. Sort of shows that Nintendo may just be done with developing games for the 3DS. Which, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm 
totally fine with. I mean, the new Yokai Watch just came out. Uh, Yokai Watch Three mm. came out for the DS. 3DS. Um, <laughs> shit, there was. You got Kingdom Hearts, you didn't you? You rented it. At least. I did rent it library. again. I'm gonna uh, complete that Birth by Sleep, and then I'm gonna try and play the first one. Let's see. Yeah, because your intention is to play the third one at some point. At some point, yeah. And to be honest with you, I I don't know if I have the heart to play. Uh, the heart. Yes, that was Very the plan good. I was waiting for you to pick up on. That. Uh, I don't know if I have the heart to play uh, 365 over two days, which is the DS one, or recorded, uh, or maybe two days is a long time sleep. to be playing video games. It is, yeah. And to be honest, <laughs> when I add up the time, it'll probably take me to beat everything. It's probably about two days, if not more. So I don't know if I'm going to do that. No. Let's see. I've already beaten Kingdom Hearts uh, one and two, so I might just play Birth by Sleep look at videos of what happens in Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2 so I can get back to where I was and then maybe I'll play Dream Drop Distance which is the the one for the 3DS because I also beat um, Chain of Memories and as much as I really like that game and it's card battling system I don't know if I really need to play that game again no, no. even though I've got the Kingdom Hearts uh, SP now so I could just do it on that be that cool. Look at my little Sora on the black uh, inside oh, panel. Nice. It is. Yeah. It's a cool 3DS. I picked yeah. it up quite cheap and now it's gone really expensive because everyone's obsessed with Kingdom Hearts again. What's your Game Boy game of the week? My Game Boy game of the week. Do, 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 do. Um, Snow White, White for the Game Boy Color because I'm okay. not going to talk about Alice in Wonderland because I'm going to go review that after okay. this podcast. Okay. Uh, yeah, Snow White for the Game Boy Color. Not bad game. Okay, just say take it. it take it from Matt there. If you see a copy of Snow White uh, for the Game Boy Color, yeah, then it's probably worth your time. It's probably all right. Don't pay too much for it because it's not that good. But you know, see it for about four or five pound. Why not give it a go? A top boily tip there. Anyway, what do we say at the end of these podcasts, Tom Parry? Well, I'm throwing it to you. Uh, if my memory serves me right, it is game on. No. We haven't said any of the other bits before that, Tom Parry. You failed. Well, my memory, I passed you the microphone my and memory you dropped failed it. Me. Okay, I can okay. do it. I can do it. Okay. Right. Okay. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, you yes. can listen to it at the usual uh, podcast listening outlets. Uh, yes. One being um, iTunes. Yes. Where you can give us a quick uh, cheeky rate to subscribe. Yes. There. We do um, appreciate that if you rate us. We and do. subscribe. It's great. We do. And also Stitcher is another place where you can find our podcast. You can, you can go to blastprocess.com where the podcast will be uh, posted um, on there as well. Yes. It's, uh, that's a nice, easy way to listen to it too. And you can also check out uh, what's going on in Blast Process and the Blast Process YouTube channel. Uh, we've recently done some videos on uh, the uh, London Toy Fair. And Bruno's always taking stuff out of boxes. So yes. if you enjoy unboxing videos, then uh, do check out uh, Bruno's boxes. Uh, Matt can be found at uh, various places online. Uh, you can, of course, as we've previously mentioned, check out his uh, channel on YouTube, Boyographic, uh, where um, Matt reviews the highs and lows of the Game Boy Library one card at a time. There you go. Um, check out Blast Process on YouTube, as previously mentioned. And uh, also find the two of us, both of us here, at uh, Twitter, Tom and Matt Attack, at uh, TMACast at, twi- at something. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at TMA Cast. You can find Tom Parry at Tom Parry Eleven and myself at Game That's Boyle. what I was trying to say. And then you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Tom and Matt Attack. 
Well, you can also find us in a listening place. Tom Parry, you forgot one. It was tomamattack.com forward slash podcast. Oh, yeah, the big one. The big the, one. The one where everything else just comes from. Exactly, the yeah. one where it all begins. Yeah. Uh, and you should go do that now if you haven't already. Uh, how would you be listening to this podcast otherwise? I yeah, don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, if you've never listened to this podcast before, if it's your first time, then uh, lucky you. You've got uh, over 200 episodes to catch up on. Yeah. So, uh, enjoy. Look at that. There's probably... Uh, Probably more hours of this than there are of Kingdom Hearts, and that's a worrying fact. Wow. <laughs> Anyways. We've been on a journey, haven't we, man? We have, Tom Parry. Now we can say those words, Tom Parry, that you tried to say like five minutes ago, and I rebunked. I've forgotten them. You have to oh. remind me. It's game on, Tom. That's it. Game, game on. Game, game, game on. Game on.